Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm the founder of Fempeak, a women-led inclusive platform where visionary individuals come to gain live access to global leaders, learn about cutting-edge topics in macroeconomics, Web3, and next-gen health and wellness to stay ahead of the curve in the fast-paced world of business and technology. My guest today is Pamela Norton, an entrepreneur and visionary who believes business and social impact are independent. She's the CEO of Title Chain and founder of Borsetta Labs, a pioneer in technology to enable secure, trusted, decentralized AI and private computation at the edge. Borsetta delivered the world's first tokenized AI system on a chip connecting the physical world to his title NFT digital twin. Super interesting stuff and very inspiring. So let's dive right in. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our first ever sponsor on this podcast, Athletic Greens. For those of you who know me, you're probably aware that I'm a bit of a health and productivity nerd, and I take a lot of supplements every day to be able to function at my 15-hour day routine. For the past few weeks, I've started taking Athletic Greens AG1 every morning, and I've been absolutely loving the mental clarity I feel. I also have ADHD, and I feel it helps me stay more focused. The team at Athletic Greens kindly sent me a beautifully presented box with several months worth of the product, and I shared some of it with my colleague Lola. But after a few days, I was loving the product so much that I jokingly told Lola, I think I may have to have it back. Now everyone on our team wants to get on their own Athletic Greens routine. Over the coming weeks, I will tell you more about my experience with this amazing all-in-one supplement and sport drink as I continue to use it on a daily basis. So first of all, thank you so much for uh, for doing this and thanks for your time. I uh, I have the link that you sent me today. I have it uh, open here. Sorry, I, yeah, I sent you so many. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, no, I love it. it. I love it. You're so on like it. so much happening. It's crazy. Exactly, right? You're so on it. And and what can we do to make more women interested in this space? Uh, you know, oh. what can we do to just sort of get them move, man? Oh, frustrating. As you know, just like yourself, it's like five years. I mean, the name of my company is Borsetta. It means coin purse. I specifically named it so we could have some sort of connection to women that everything's a digital wallet. Every experience we have in crypto today is designed by amazing developers. There's no question. You know, some of the development is is incredible, but a a majority of it is, is from a male perspective, right? And when you combine both male and female, right, you have great products, right? Because uh, as women, we design things, you know, very collaboratively, we, we just have a different perspective. And so it's frustrating for women, and especially when you have products that are not sort of designed intuitively, like how we think about what's in our purse, right? And so I think guys think of things so functionally, like, hey, here's my investment, here's my, you know, feed for the day of, you know, what my crypto is trading at. It's just very functioning where we are like, well, I want to see what's in my purse. I want it organized by my personal assets, my investment asset. Like, it's just, um, just so, you know, and I think until we get there, and that's something I've been really passionate about is trying to hire you know, female designers and, and developers to really get their perspective. We all know the best products in the market are those that have highly diversified teams. Yeah. But where do you even start finding female developers? It's like so hard to find them. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I've been finding, I, I love Brain Trust. 
that's a new sort of like a DAO for um, contractors, developers. You get a, you you sign up, you get paid through through brain trust. So like a company like Borsetta, if I were to hire a developer there, I pay them exactly what their rate is, right? I go direct. So let's say their rates hundred dollars an hour. So we pay them directly for their, you know, their rate plus we pay an additional 20% on there. So additional $20 goes into the brain test trust uh, fund for a token that goes back into for those developers, right? They're part of a consortium, right? So they get, you know, healthcare and other sort of benefits. So I'm trying to help women find places like that to contract their time that again, kind of also helps them understand this new economy, right? If they're selling their time and saying, sign up on Bitwage, right? If you sign up on Bitwage as a contractor, Mm -hmm. you can also determine how you want to be paid. You want to be paid in dollars or fiat, and then you can determine the conversion of your payment. So let's say, you know, I, I hired you, Somi, and your Bitwage account to me and my company, when I pay you, just looks like an ACH, like a checking account. So it goes in there and then they do the conversion. So let's say I want 80% of my money in Bitcoin, right? I don't want dollars or I don't want euros or whatever. Um, it's a really good way too to help them start like understanding, well, at least I want 20% maybe of my money right now that I'm making to be in Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever. So that's another area I'm just trying to help them sort of onboard, even if it's just a project, right? Just say, take one of your projects, sign up for Bitwage and learn how a percent of what you're making could be put in a wallet for you. So you can start understanding how important it is to to start thinking about your future and how this new um, money strategy, right? In essence, you're just buying software. You're buying, as you said earlier, it's when you understand what the tokens or the coins do, right? There's a difference obviously between a coin and a token, but when you understand the job that they provide, you're really sort of at the ground floor of buying into companies like Apple and Tesla, right? Their stocks in, in a sense, um, because it's how the new economy is going to run, right? We're going to have these tokens that represent smart contracts that we don't kind of need middlemen anymore because we don't trust them. <laughs> exactly. So let's recap that hopefully to make sure that everybody fully understands that when you buy these tokens or coins, depending on whatever it is that you're investing in, it's like buying Apple stock, uh, Apple stocks, or or um, you know Amazon stocks, or Tesla stocks, or whatever. But you're buying it at the ground floor, meaning that you're buying it at like at the very early days when uh, those companies were being developed and uh, starting. And it would it is similar to being a uh, early stage investor. So you would make a lot more money on it, right? And that's why people make money in crypto the way that uh, if they they invest in the right projects, similar to if you invest in the right kind of uh, companies from a startup perspective. So that's really exciting. And when I to understand conceptually, because we traditionally today we go to an you know our fidelity advisor. I mean, as women, we. We don't feel comfortable buying stock ourselves, right? I was in an investment club in my 30s, but I was very intimidated. I wanted to learn, um, but I still never did my own investing, 
I ended up just being like, okay, I'll put this amount in this aggressive fund in this amount, you know, if I could go back in time for me personally, Hmm. and I could talk to my 30 year old self as hopefully there's a lot of young women listening, um, is that you have to be intentional with your life, right? Every aspect, your health, your finance, your job, like your career, right? You have to invest in yourself, right? Because we, we are taught, right? It's a societal sort of kind of framework. We're all taught that, well, we never quite know enough. So we need to, you know, keep trying, keep trying. I'm not going to go for that job because I don't quite know that. Like, I'm not going to buy crypto because I don't quite know that. And it's like, you have to jump, right? Again, just get educated and just do something small. You can buy $5 of Bitcoin today, right? You can join FemPeak and get $20 in Bitcoin Yeah, and just sit on it. You will be a bank of the future. Like people don't understand the economics around scarcity, right? When you cannot produce any more Bitcoin, right? You yeah. don't have a central control entity that can just all of a sudden print more or mint more, right? So when you have 21 trillion assets, right? You have intangible assets. So today we have software, we have IP, right? We have trademarks, we have uh, our ideas that you can create and secure on the blockchain, right? And the token represents that IP, right? That can be in your wallet. Today it's, you know, it's not on your books, right? It's like, I'm telling you, hey, Somi, you know, the IP in my company is worth $100 million, right? And then it's like, well, how are you doing that valuation? You know, well, I got to hire all these accountants and they go and I got to spend $100,000 and they go around the internet and Google and then they come up and, you know, discount. And then they say, this is what my company's worth. They give me a PDF document of that, right? I can alter that document, right? So again, we have all these middlemen sort of doing valuations, trying to tell us what what we're worth or what our company's worth when we're gonna have software do that, right? So software will be that validator, will be that smart contract that says, no, actually Pamela is the owner of this copyright, right? And it's worth a hundred million dollars. And we have these validator notes that say it is, and oh, it's in her wallet. So now I can look to investors. And so instead of us talking to investors as women businesses, it's like, hey, just look at my wallet. You know, do you want to do the deal or not? Here's the smart contract. Here's the terms I'm going to give you. So we remove sort of this old world that we're fighting and we continue to fight because we don't have a seat at the table, right? It's not going to change in the Web2 world. That is not going to change for us as women-led ventures. So we have to change the narrative. And the only way we're going to do that is by getting our purses (laughs) and filling our purses with our personal assets, our intangible assets, our business assets, and our investments so we can fund other women, right? We open up our purse and, and say, you know what, I'm going to execute on these three new businesses, right? They're just smart contracts that execute. And I'm going to get a 6% return on whatever, every widget or, you know, product that that person, you know, sells. But it's a, it's a, 
it's a way for us to all participate as women, helping to support other women in a way that we've never been able to before, right? Because you look at the VC funding money, right? You know, you've got very few females uh, heading up any of those firms. And then when they do, they're in the traditional system. So they think like men, right? So it's like, I'm a risk because I don't look like what they fund the minute they look at me, right? So how do we get out of being looked at from physically who we are to our digital wallet? Like what's in our wallet, right? That's what I want. That's like the, I I think the greatest opportunity. And I just want women to like, get it, just get a wallet. (laughs) Just get started. So tell me about when did you uh, have this epiphany about digital assets and how did you get started in them? Okay, so my story is really crazy because I'm a dot connector and that's kind of how I, I want women to, to to know we're very intuitive and things happen for a reason and you have to kind of put it in your way back machine and be aware of things as they happen and be open to them. So my first thing was I look at anytime... Um, kind of society sort of goes after people uh, in a way that I think, wow, what does that person know that now everyone kind of hates him or her? So I looked at Patrick Byrne who came out right before the crash of 08 or 09. And, you know, he's the founder of Overstock, very controversial character, whatever you say about him. But I was kind of fascinated because the SEC, everybody came out because he exposed uh, this, it was called naked short selling um, of his stock. And I was like, wow, I don't understand that concept, right? So I started reading and researching and he exposed kind of really the meltdown before it happened, right? He called it. So then I was really interested in him because he was one of the first to take Bitcoin on Overstock in like 2014. I was like, wow, why would a a site like an Amazon take Bitcoin? I don't understand why a company would take it, right? Like, how are you going to convert it? I, you know... And so that's when I really started going down. Um, Tim Draper bought, um, I think it was $17 million at the time of Bitcoin from the, the federal marshals they seized. If you remember the um, money they yeah. seized from the, the um, dark web or the Silk Road or whatever that was. Yeah, I, I know. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, wait, why would someone like a reputable VC be buying this? Like this, again, it's, the same thing I remember with the internet, everyone was like, hey, it's just a bunch of porn. Don't get on. It's really bad. And then when we did, and then we started buying things, it was like, oh my gosh, don't put your credit card on the internet. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I look at trends, right. And I'm fascinated with trends because it's like, ooh, I think this might be good because it's really bad right now. <laughs> so it's kind of um, like a strange sort of way to think. And then I read an article in 2015 from The Economist called The Trust Machine. And it was one of the best articles that really walks you through. Oh, yeah. I need to I need to get that. I remember you mentioned that. I so that. good. And so that really helped me. And then I was struggling at the time with my son, who was a teenager, and he was on his computer 24-7. Mm-hmm. And he was playing these games. And I was like, oh, could you just go outside and play? You know, it's like, why? You know, and as most parents, and I'm sure there's so many moms out there that are like, oh. But I started realizing, he's like, no, I'm making money. I go, you are not making money. Well, he was getting Steam tokens, right? 
And so those tokens were for him checking, you know, code and he would maybe get a t-shirt or he would get better characters in the, you know, he would get upgraded to uh, a harder game, right? And so he got all of these rewards. So I started looking and thinking, well, if my son is like how many other millions and millions of young boys around the world and hopefully some girls playing these games, um, that their new economy doesn't, they don't need to get a green dollar in their hand mm-hmm. to, to show value, right? He was giving value with checking code. And I, I kept saying, but you can't buy a pizza. You can't go, you know, he goes, you know, it didn't, it's like, it's strange. So I realized that maybe this is the new economy, right? Because if we have all of these young people who don't need to be given a physical, you know, monetary piece of currency to show their worth or to show their labor, really, it's all about labor, right? How do you want to be paid? I, I, you know, I need a bag of sugar, or I need two bottles of water, right? It's really about how anyone sort of values their labor and how they need to be compensated. Mm-hmm. So that was for me, it was kind of the light went on. And then in 2016, I, I launched a new company focused on securing high value assets and just kind of started down that road of using the blockchain for transparency and um, went down the rabbit hole and here I am. <laughs> and how's it worked out? Like how's, how's it going? How's the business been? So I, it's super brutal. I, I can be really honest, right? In you know, what sense? Um, uh, so, you know, we, I had a term sheet in 2018 during the crazy ICO times, right? Um, so I had half my raise committed, but I had a hard, it's called a hard cap, right? So I had a $2 million hard cap and I was only at 1.5. Okay. And the problem at that time was, as you know, it was like really new and there was a lot of scams. Obviously there's always scams going on. Um, and because I was pitching, you know, mostly traditional investors, right? They were nervous about it. It, it was just like, I don't want, I, like, I don't understand it, number one. So that's been my biggest problem is just conceptually, people just don't get it. And you distill it down, distill it down. So you spend so much time educating. And then because the numbers are against us, what, 2%, you know, um, secure funding in we don't have a deep angel network. So it's a constant struggle of educating, you know, and it's a numbers game, right? I got to be it's in. It's now changing now because like now that I'm talking to investors, most of them are going into Web3. Like they're, most people are like, oh, we are only investing in Web3 right now. Yeah. So now it seems very much like the same environment in the summer of 2018, right? Where there was just crazy money just being thrown, okay? So there's crazy money and it's the same thing. There's crazy money just being thrown at teams that look like who they wanna hire, right? And who they funded before. So um, again, it's a disproportionate landscape, right? Because there's very few female-led tech companies. It's just, and they're like, hey, we wanna fund. So what I learned from that, and that's where we ended up going, getting grant funding from the government. We developed out chip and we did some things in investing in the company to create greater IP. So we believe that we're in a good position now because of this IP 
and um, we are in stealth mode right now, but we're launching Title Chain. So Title Chain is a new DeFi startup that's leveraging the IP that we've built over the past really five years in Force Setup. And so very excited because we, we feel like the time is now, but um, it's still been a long road, right? And you, you, you spend so much time educating and I've learned so much um, and I continue to learn, but I do believe that we're moving into a better uh, environment that we can buy, bypass the traditional series A, B, C, D, <laughs> you're screwed. Um, and, you know, I have like 10 other companies that I want to help spin up for women. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I want to do a reverse raise company that kind of reverses the raise process. So women get uh, the insight. So instead of wasting all your time pitching, mm -hmm. you actually are getting data on who's actually a better fit for you versus you going out, spending all that time trying to find them. So, yeah. Yeah. So if okay. you know of anyone that wants to spin up that company, I have, yeah, that one I think could be really cool. Right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm uh, up to here now <laughs> building Fempeak, but definitely yeah. I can see that, um, you know, I, I'd be branching out over time. Um, okay. So now it's super interesting. So now things are getting better. Yeah. I am very, very optimistic, right? So I, I think we've spent so much time laying the groundwork and educating. I mean, I've been in front of members of Congress. I've been in front of Federal Reserve. We were in front of like, just literally laughed at. I, I'm telling you the things that I have been told that, you know, Americans will never go for that. And just, it's like hard stuff, right? <laughs> um, but anytime that you are disrupting a market, right? And we're talking disintermediation, right? We will have Fortune 1000 companies that will be completely gone, right? Will not exist anymore. So when you're going up against taking out those types of players, you know, it's not an easy takedown. <laughs> yeah. But it's really exciting. And so um, I think that um, just really, I think if you are a woman out there and you have an accounting background, right? If you have a writing background, if you have a design, like every industry will be impacted. And you, you just need to educate, you have to invest in yourself, right? We, I think as women, we, we give so much of ourselves, right? To everyone, right? Everyone takes, takes, takes. And then our health suffers, right? Everything, because we are such givers and doers that we abandon really the, the person we are inside, right? And that um, we are all champions, we're all fighters, we're all dreamers, influencers, and we need to step up. Uh, you know, I've just been doing a lot more writing and posting because I have been very private with my journey. And, and I thank you again for this opportunity because I am usually very private and I don't talk about all the things that have happened because it's it's like whatever right we just take I appreciate it, you on. sharing with our audience because it's important that women like you get out there and share and talk about you know their journey because that inspires others as well yeah and what I've realized too is that we'll all have so many setbacks right every single day and those setbacks can sometimes, especially with women, because we get so many mm -hmm. and we are so 
burden down with the, the pressure not only of working and maybe you, you are a single mom, maybe you, I mean, it's just, just the, the roles that we play. Um, and then we have to look perfect, right? And then, you know, we got all these, what are you gonna wear? Like all these other pressures, it's just, it's um, insurmountable, right? I mean, it's really uh, hard. And what I want to, to at least, you know, put out there is that um, we are so hard on ourselves, right? And it's like, we, we tend to not have any self-love, right? Because <laughs> the framework that we're in all the time is that we're never good enough. We don't look right. We're too fat. We're this, you know, everything is not perfect. Um, and that it's okay. I'm here in all my yuck and all my wrong. Like, I, I, let me tell you, I have been told everything. Like I have had, uh, you know, a lot of toxic people in my life, business partners, personal relationships, and I have the tools. I gathered the tools five years ago when I had a very tragic um, situation happen. My angel investor and his wife were um, died in a tragic, you know, helicopter accident. Yeah. I was, you know, completely upside down in my business because wow. he had 51% control. And then, you know, trying to get out, you know, get yourself out of that. You got lawyers. It's just, you know, uh, you know, I had a great, pilot project with a, you know, high-end brand. We were launching, you know, Borsetta on our first blockchain project. Everything was great. We were focused on a brand that had manufactured all of their jewelry out of Bali. Um, massive, <laughs> like massive tsunami, earthquake, completely shatters the entire production facility. And our whole pilot project just stops. Like, uh -huh. you know, I had a term sheet at the table right before the pandemic. I was going down like to Texas. Everything was great. We we're moving on to our next phase. And I get a call from one of my mentors. He's like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, what? You uh, know, I'm going, I'm getting on a plane. He goes, no, do you understand? So this is like it's March. Pandemic. Yeah. It's like March 8th, 20, you know, wow. yeah, I don't even yeah. know what year it is, 2020, right? And I'm like, yeah. no, no, I have a term sheet. You don't understand. I <laughs> And so I say all of that is just, you have insurmountable uh, odds and losses and, you know, those punch to the gut. And it's like, how do you keep getting off, right? Mm -hmm. And when you are so sure of your why, right? Your purpose here on this earth, right? This legacy that you have, you've been given a gift of many traits, right? You're a unique person. You have uh, unique things to give to this life. And when it's focused on that versus, oh, I want a million dollars or, you know, it's like those things are never going to last. You're never going to get through this if it's solely focused on money, right? Or things of this life. And so when you take that out of the picture and I, you know, I don't care, you know, I, I spoke at an event a couple months ago and, you know, usually it's always like, oh, I got to dress the part, you know, I have my whole uniform. I'm like, I'm not going to wear this stupid, you know, it's uncomfortable. I hate these heels. Like I'm going to wear my flip-flops. I wore my flip-flops. And it was like 200 men in a room. It was very like government, like a high-end space, all this like super brilliant, bright people. Um, but I love that I'm at a point in my life now is like, I don't, you know what, I, I'm not living to this societal sort of framework that we all 
like have to buy in because it's like, well, I want that raise. I want that new job, right? I want that investor, right? So I got to look the part, you know, and um, it's, it's very freeing. So at least I'm kind of on that side of well, Zuckerberg can get away with wearing a T-shirt, so you can you can get away with wearing flip flops. Right. <laughs> you know why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I know what you mean exactly. Okay, well, uh, okay, that's been a that's been a hell of a journey, uh, and you've done so well, and you you just uh, kept going, and you're still keeping going, and you know you it it sounds like you're on the right track now. And uh, I think this industry is only just getting started. So super yeah. exciting. So many things are going to happen. Like, you know, think about only in the, in the space of the last few months, so many women have come into it just because of NFTs. They've become interested in, uh, in the industry. And I think as the adoption grows, uh, you know, more women will come into it. And there is, uh, there's going to be... Um, a whole new generation uh, and a whole new uh, group of population that will that are going to come into it. So super yeah. exciting. I, I'm very excited. I think uh, there are so many people that now say, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with Bitcoin or, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with crypto. Um, and they will change. They will change their yeah. mind. And, and I know, I know, so I have so many friends who used to say, oh, I don't want to go down that route. You know, I just don't want to look into this too speculative. This is like gambling, you know, and I'm, and, and I was trying to kind of convince them that that's not the case. And now they are, uh, they're starting, you know, their journey uh, in. So, um, yeah, it's great. And I think your platform is really um, coming to you at a very critical time. I've been part of a lot of small global women in blockchain. You know, we've, we've had small groups all around the world, you know, over the last couple of years. And, um, I'm just like, gosh, we've got to have something that really kind of helps pull us together. And yeah, I think that the, the trick is uh, searching short. Yeah, I, I think the trick is with, with Fempeak, I don't want it to be necessarily branded as a blockchain black platform. Right. Yeah, because I think right. if I do, women will are more likely to kind of not feel that they belong. But if it's about female empowerment in general yeah and then you know you bring that in you know i think what i'm what i'm trying to do is to get women learn about it by doing it you know like by things like giving giving 20 dollars worth of bitcoin when you but by doing things like that you know that if you uh sign up for an annual you'll get 20 dollars worth of bitcoin so so they get used to so then they're like oh i don't have a wallet oh i need to set up a wallet okay let me learn to set up a wallet or you know things like now i'm looking at how to create a to create a system where they get tokens for participating, then they learn about staking, then they learn about, you know, all these extra, you know, perks. And, and I think that's the way to do it, not necessarily by um, pushing them so much to learn about Bitcoin necessarily, right. you know what I mean? And, and yeah. then they, so they learn by doing. Whether it's AI, whether it's around your own sovereign identity, whether it's around how your information is on a ledger, right? It's, it's really how empowering technology can be and not intimidating. And that's really what I think is, is ideal. Um, and who I connected up with, she's got a really cool gal that they're working on where they have funding and the project is to hire women 
in the DAO, right? And so they're actually working in it. So again, it's that hands-on experience of, um, you know, how this content is going to be monetized, right? And how a token for what you're writing is, can be leveraged on these new platforms. So there's money that's being funded in these programs to help give women the tools. So that would be like, great, hey, we've got like three DAO projects going on right now where women can come in and you know, sign up for what they're good at or what they want to maybe learn, right? They don't know how to code, right? I mean, Anne yeah. came from traditional TV production here in LA and she like sold everything to Dwayne. And she's like project managing a DeFi lending pool. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am so inspired by her because I, I you know, she she interviewed me a couple of years ago. She did a podcast on the rabbit hole because it's the same thing. She's like this, like TV producer in like her normal life for years, but had this side passion. So now she's spinning up these entities to help bring women in so they can actually start working, right? And learning. It's like an internship or, you know, kind of a a trade tradesmanship kind of um, program. So no, I think I think, yeah, super exciting. Yeah. So many uh, opportunities out there. Well, I think this has been very inspiring, uh, definitely for me, and I'm sure for uh, for many other people listening, uh, women, men, doesn't matter. You know, your story is very inspiring, um, you know, and you have seen some of the hardest times, you know, you've seen the 2018, you've seen the 2020, you know, like. Uh, and then the Omicron, we were supposed to be in DC, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to move that now to, the, to March. And I'm like, oh, anyhow, it's all good. Uh, but I'll send notes. There's a really exciting conference. I'm going to be in Wyoming for an NFT conference. And then I'll share too. I've been part of ETH Denver, um, the hackathon since 2017. Was like I love this conversation. So I hope you enjoyed it. Soon, as much like, as I it's did. so great. Sure we have live streams of, and Twitter. of that. Enjoy so I'll be sharing the recording of the um, sessions. If you enjoyed this podcast, is, please you know, consider subscribing to YouTube, Denver's Apple, my, my Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast of, channels. You know, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating. From the beginning, we had a small hackathon. Finally, if you're not there, yet so, a member of FNB, head over to FNB.ai, register, and join to stay in the know and ahead of the curve. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Pamela. I think I'm... I'm following your journey with interest and uh we will have you again uh, to see yeah. how how everything's going yes and right. thank you for everything you're doing you're so inspiring so oh, thank you. i know it's a lot but yeah it's uh, the impact is going to be amazing so hopefully yes <laughs>